Hello, everybody. We're your hosts, Lisa Gajitsky and Chloe Clark. Here speaking. Welcome to our brand new podcast, Stuff to Worry About. This week's episode is entitled Cambridge Analytica. Will we be scammed again? Today we'll cover the Cambridge Analytica scandal and other examples of internet scams with the help of Fabien Bonnet to be able to answer the age-old question, are we being scammed and will we be scammed again? For those who don't necessarily know, Cambridge Analytica is a data marketing firm affiliated with the SEL Group and founded in 2014 by Alexander Nix, Steve Bannon, Nigel Wakes, and mostly owned by Robert Mercer. You might be wondering what that has to do with being scammed. Well, Cambridge Analytica got a hold of Facebook user data and made questionable use of it. For example, Democrats looked into the 2016 Trump election and Cambridge Analytica's involvement. Cambridge Analytica's role in Brexit, or the UK leaving the European Union, was also investigated. Many people deleted their Facebook accounts because of this, even share. This is what made hashtag delete Facebook trend. The internet, as clever as it is, also made hashtag where Zuck trend after no statement was made by Mark Zuckerberg, who created Facebook when he was a student at Harvard and became its CEO. The New York Times also believes that Cambridge Analytica helped develop ads for candidates supported by John Bolton's super PAC. What does it do, and how does it work? Well, the company creates micro-targeted content, such as ads, by harvesting data that mainly comes from Facebook, on which they spend tens of millions of dollars. They've had not only access to your personal information, but also your friends' data. So for example, their own status, your likes, and sometimes even private messages. They know the kinds of headlines you're susceptible to, where you consume it, and how many times you stay in touch with it. As a result, up to 87 million profiles were harvested without the owner's consent. And now, let's welcome our interviewee, Fabian Bonnet, the Operations and Project Management Lead at Wonderland Thompson, which is a New York-based global marketing agency. Monsieur Bonnet, thank you for taking the time to meet with us today. Let's jump right into it. What are the most classical scams and do they use the same tricks? One of the most classic, I think you've all heard about email phishing. This is very common only on scam. It works very well. One that is more and more common, and it happened to my company at WPP like three or four years ago, it's a ransom war attack. Basically, a hacker will take control of a company organization or the, the full IT infrastructure by, by using a malicious software. And at this point, the user can't access files or system anymore. You can't reach anything on your server anymore. Everything is held hostage using an encryption. And the only way to unblock the situation is to pay a ransom in exchange of the description key. For example, my company, we were unable to work for over like a week. I think there's as many tricks, methods, that there's scams on the internet. So I don't think there is only one methodology. 
you know, it can also be a technology, you know, people can use as much technology that they go for the emotion, they go for the naivety of people. So I would say no. What can you tell our listeners today about the ways they can protect themselves from being fooled by what they see on the internet or what they can do to keep their information safe? Use your common sense. If it's too good to be true, it's maybe not true. Always verify the sender contact information. Even if an email you receive or a message received is using the correct name of someone you know or brand you know, make sure how looks the email address or to, to ensure you know scoring is coming from the, the real sender. Never open an attachment if you are not sure about the sender because you know it's very easy you know to, to get a malware doing this. It's important to always double check the information or look for a second source of information. Most scams have been documented on the internet. Any doubt, make sure to share as minimum as possible personal information on the internet. If the platform is not secure, try to limit the number of information you give because people are very good, you know, to keep the information together and to make, you know, like a profile of who you are as a person. The tricky part is with the internet, the scams are becoming more and more sophisticated and it's not always easy to have the right technical knowledge or background to check on ensure of activity. Even Facebook got fooled by Cambridge Analytica business practice on the way they were collecting personal data about Facebook users from, from an external researcher who told Facebook that they were collecting it for academic purposes. You know, so it, it tells you, you know, like the level of sophistication that a scammer are using because even like a company as Facebook can get fooled. So normal user is very complex. Never accept recommended video on YouTube, Facebook or anywhere because they become more and more tailored to what the question you are asking yourself. But it's very important if you don't go to the recommendation to search like counter information to what you are searching to understand like the full picture of the topic. On you, the best internet mantras that I have on uh, I will finish on this you know I already said but if it's too good to be true it's probably not if you are not paying for a product you are the product be aware of this because nothing is ever free one example of how information about you is found is in your Google searches and yes whatever you search is recorded by Google the browser then uses this information to display ads they think might appeal to you. They can assume your age and a number of seemingly insignificant aspects of your interests to use you as a target for companies' advertising. This, of course, can rather be nice, but there are many other ways in which you can unknowingly allow companies to get access to your information. Why is this problematic, you may be wondering? If large companies like Cambridge Analytica have access to your data, the possibilities for them are endless. Think about it. They are hired to manipulate your opinion on anything. They have employees who are paid to spend their days thinking about how to scam you. And even with little information, they can. I don't find that reassuring, and I'm pretty sure most people would agree with me.